out of the pit, out of our sorrows, amen, and give us a reason to magnify him, amen, to, to worship him. Why don't we just stop sometime, you know, when you're going through trouble and difficulty or challenges, just to stop sometime and collect your thoughts and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It could have been worse. It could have been different. I could have been gone. But you, God. But you, God. You saw fit. When I couldn't do nothing for myself, you saw fit to keep me. Hallelujah. Don't you just love him this morning? Hallelujah. Sometimes we don't, we don't tell God enough that we love him. Amen. We, we can thank him for this, that, and the third thing, but just to love him. You know, and I, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just think about his word, amen. It's so powerful. It's so real. It's so alive in my life, amen. Just call upon him. You know, I've been, I've been worshiping since 7 o'clock this morning. <laughs> you know, just put on the music. I find myself in getting dressed and doing, taking care of things, getting ready to go and dancing in the midst of it. Amen. Because God is good. See, I don't have to wait till I get here to start worshiping. Amen. <laughs> Come in already with the worship in my spirit. Amen. Now when I join together with the saints of God, how much more? Can we come together in Cornelia, amen, as we magnify him. So I just thank him this morning for this other opportunity to be here, amen. And we just want to continue to pray for those that are not able to be with us, amen. We give a shout out online to those that are home watching, amen, in various places. We just say praise God to you too, amen. We want to continue to keep our sister Amanda up in prayer, amen. She had our surgery earlier this week and, and just had a little challenges, amen, on yesterday, but God is good. He's a keeper. Amen. He knows how to intervene in circumstances and situations. And we just give him praise. Amen. For his goodness and his grace. Amen. How he was watching over and just keeping us. Sometimes we don't even see. Amen. I know sometimes even myself, we, when we look back, we can see that was God. You, know, you ever had that experience? You went through something and, and, and you didn't catch it right then. Amen. But when you stopped and you paused and you just looked at the whole situation, when you can take a step back from it, amen, and you recognize and see God was there. God was there. He, 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 he kept that from coming all upon me. He kept them from doing that to me. You know, and, and sometimes we don't, like I say, when, you, we, when you're in the middle of it, I mean, you sometimes, amen, when, he, when he's going before you and he's opening doors and making the way, amen, and you, you look back and say, I know that's not my qualifications. I know I'm, that's not because I'm that smart. But God's favor. Anybody here have God's favor go before you? Hallelujah. Amen. And you really didn't even see it at first. When you think, you say, thank you, Jesus. See, no matter what, in the good and the bad, we got something to praise him for. We got something to magnify him for. So we get ready to, to receive the word on this morning. Amen. Coming from my dear loving Pastor Linda Jenkins. Amen. She got everything matching today. Got a, she said, don't. <laughs> uh, amen. I told her, you looking good in your, your colors this morning. Head to toe. 
She said, tell me, be quiet. Let's, let's receive her. Amen. Thank God for my lovely.
thankful for Miss Donita being back from her her retreat. Amen. So glad to see her this morning. So glad as I look around in in just in this room, miracles are in the house as we just look around. And sometimes we all we see sometimes is sicknesses that 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 try to afflict us. But sometimes it's just the war of the mind that tries to afflict you. I mean, some some of us are looking for real warfare this week in our head. But if it had not been for the Lord, okay, we wouldn't be sitting here this morning because it was not the enemy didn't want us to be here this morning. He wanted to bombard us. The greater is He that is in us than He that's in the world. And so we are so thankful to be here this morning. This um this whole week um God has been dealing with me probably you know about two weeks uh, on this message. And so I'm just praying that um, God would bless us. He would encourage us this morning. He would give us some, a little more insight. But uh, I've been thinking about time, and I've been thinking about um, how things can seem like it's going on so long, so long, so long, and not just in my life, but in all the lives of people I love go before the Lord, and I've been praying on the Lord just to run all that time, praying, praying, and I find myself kind of smelling the other day when I was thinking about my grandkids, because I was like, And the Lord reminded me of how you go on a destination. Have you ever taken your children somewhere else? We're in the car. And, 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 and when are we going to get there? When? I, and, and I could probably work for the kids because I'm still doing it. I'm an adult, and I know. But I, I always be like, when? I hate long distance traveling. I just hate that road stretching, stretching out, stretching out. I can't hardly uh, look at the. And, and I want y'all to, when I say things, See what I'm really saying. I can't hardly look at the view or the scenery because I keep looking at the road and how the road is stretching out. And sometimes I'm so busy looking at the road, I'm just so like, oh, when are we ever going to get there? And then, then I remember one time Pastor David coming to look at these things called the mile markers. Well, that didn't really help me too much because I don't even like to see that. All I want to see is there's zero more mouths. I don't want to see that there's mouths and mouths and mouths. And so sometimes I miss a lot of stuff because I'm looking at how long the road is. I want y'all to hear me. How long the road is. But going down the road to the They never stopped. Was that a man that, or one of them that when we went down the road, it was a man that that because Pastor David was driving, and so she was, got to be with the pastor. So when she's driving, she's looking, you know, instead of just driving straight. And she's like, "There's things I just never seen because I'm just, you know, you were just driving straight." And so sometimes God wants us to see some stuff on the long road, and some of us are missing things. We want off this long road. This time has been too long. I, I, and I'm just saying this is what God showed me. 
values, conflicts are concerned. One of the main things you do is after God is God And he says you can do this without a Something is conflicting with what you say. Working this out, working this out for about two weeks. Let's look at Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. And I'm hoping by the end of this that there's going to be a person in our spirit who can get us standing of our God. In Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, it says this. Okay. To everything, to everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Now, this morning, I want us to realize that we can go by our own reasoning, but when we go, come to God, we got to come to the point, I'm going to hear your word and go by what you say. Okay? Because a lot of times we reason things out in our own reasoning. And then when God says something, our reasoning, it, it puts back on what God is saying. And it doesn't allow God to be able to get into it, put you back on it. We're like, I'm saying this. But this is what the Word of God says. And when we come to God, we want the Word over our life, right? We want the Word in our life. We want the Word to guide our life. Because if the Word doesn't guide our life, but on sometimes when I understand the Word, I love the Word, ooh, that sounds good, I'll take that. But on this part, it's like, ah, oh, that makes no sense, that makes no sense. See, it turns us into a double-minded man. He's unstable in all his ways. And we cannot just be flat-footed, faithful in God, because I'm here, I believe you here, I don't hear, I believe And so when we're asking God to do things, and we go to Him, we can't go to Him in faith, in those areas where we're still shaking on it, or we just don't agree. So it says, to everything there is a season, to everything, to everything, to everything. I, it didn't leave anything out, but to everything there is a season. So I stop right there to my pain. There is a season. To my hurt. That's what God said, to everything there is a season, to everything. There's a season, okay? Uh, and it says, in a time to every purpose under the heaven. So, season and time and purpose is all in the time. It says in the Amplified, to everything there's a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. Then I love how the, the message Bible brings it out. There's an opportune time to do things, a right time for everything on the earth. So then I put my, my situation in, and I was like, so there's an opportune time for you to heal me. There's a, a right time for you to heal me. I want y'all to hear it. What this, there's an opportune time for you to heal me. There's a right time. For you to give me what I'm asking for. I want y'all to hear that. Because God is like, 
When we look sometimes at God, he said to look at on the earth, and we can see as a parent, we don't give our kids everything they want when they ask. And they could ask and ask and ask, but we as parents know there's a right time. There's a right time to give a kid a car, not a six. No matter how, not a six years old, no matter how much they ask for it, the parent's going to say no, right? And sometimes we don't realize that God is greater than any parent that's walking this earth. And we are his children. And there are some times that we give our children things that they don't want in lieu of what they do want, right? And because we're the parents and we see what's best for them. Well, God is greater than any parent and he sees what's best for us. Truth spoken before manifested time may seem like a lie. You hear what I'm saying? Truth spoken. How many people have had something prophesied and spoken over their life and it still hasn't come? Raise your hand. Truth spoken. But how many people, and we got one, I know one, how many have waited years and years and years and years to find a path? Years and years and years and years. And it finally came past. And one thing God was saying, read the Bible and go through, as we go through the Bible, the Bible teaches us many, many things about time. And and that's why the Bible is there to guide us through those times when the enemy tries to make us feel like God is lying to us, God is not there, God has forgotten us. The Bible goes, go back to the Word of God. Look into the Word. There are so many stories in the, in the Word of God where people have prayed and prayed and prayed for years, 18 years, 36 years, years and years and years. And you wonder, did God die? Did God forget? Didn't they forget that God has forgotten His promises, His prophetic word over our lives? And this is definitely what the enemy would have us to believe, because he's always coming to, 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 to hunt at our faith, always coming to dash our hope. But God wants us to know this. In Numbers 23 and 19, he says this, God is not a man that he should tell or act alive. Neither the Son of Man that he should feel repentance or compassion for what he has promised. Has Dead, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken? And shall he not make good? In the message it says, God is not a man one given to lie, and not a son of man changing his mind. Does he speak and not do what he says? Does he promise and not come through? God guarantees that his word will not return to him void. This is one thing he doesn't guarantee, that the return will be immediate. I want us to get that. In Isaiah 55 and 11 it says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or be useless. It shall accomplish that which I please 
And I, I, when you said give me your life, I, I'm taking your life, and I'm training you. And you're in the classroom of the Holy Spirit, and He's training you. And, and, and I'm going to bring situations from the left to the right. I'm going to bring these situations so that you can grow and mature. That's the process of what you've asked for. It's not just giving you the promise without the process. And a lot of us just want the promise, Alakazam, without the process of God working on us and changing us and renewing our mind. That takes work. It's not just food. Because we're so busy looking at our clock and say, I want this and I want it now. God wants to help us, and he wants us to understand that it is a process. Our win, Lord, win. Sometimes our timing is what our timing is what gets in the way of our faith. Okay, our timing is what gets in the way of our faith, and it dilutes our faith. And without faith, it's impossible to God. So it's our timing that gets away. We're like, you haven't come, Lord. You haven't done it, Lord. I've asked. I've prayed. I've prayed, and I've prayed. I've prayed ten years for this. I've asked, and I've prayed, and I've prayed. And then all of a sudden, instead of keeping on being persistent with God, we allow the enemy to say, You didn't ask for me to ask for Are you not worthy? We allow the enemy to begin to talk into our heads, and instead of patiently waiting, and some of us like, of a lack of knowledge. 
And what we don't want to do is do the work. We, I don't want to see, I don't want to see this generational thing that's been in my family that came down to me and then I can boldly stand up and say, you know what, it's going to stop with you. I've said that. It's going to stop with me. It's not, the buck stops here. It's not going to my children. The buck is not going to stop going to my children unless I get some info that I can pass down to my children. What I want to pass down to my children is, He touched me. Oh, He touched me. And I'm done. And I want to pass that on to my But that is not going to be the weapon that's going to be able to help them when that same affliction tries to hit them. They're going to have to have some wisdom, wisdom and understanding that this is a generational thing in our family. How did it get there? What causes it? We're predisposed to it. So what can cause that? How can we, we alleviate those causes? I'm not very happy sitting here while God's developing. You know how if you ever just your mom and dad are telling you something, you're just like, they give you a whooping, a, a talking, but they're supposed to give you a whooping, and you're just like, can you just go on with me? I used to remember daddy. Daddy would talk for hours, and me and my sister would just be, that whole conversation, but daddy was not going to give you a whooping without you getting an understanding. And God is like, I need to give you an understanding this morning so that you can understand how I deal with time. That time is not just about the promise. It's about the process. In Jeremiah 1 and 12, it says, Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my words to perform it. Now this was when I was just like,
and where's my apple? Lord, you lied. You said this is the apple tree. Where's my apple? Can't do that. I have to go plant it. It's work. It's work. It's work. And and I know too I need to know way more about the work than you because I'm you know, my hope is water for a couple of weeks and then comes apple. But it don't even do all you gotta pick the weeds. You got this work is work and see we when we ask God for things it's in the fullness of time he's going to give it to us. When we're mature, when we're able to handle it, when all those other things that that choking us are holding us, they won't be able to come back because now I see the weeds. Now I see the weeds in diabetes. Now I see, before it's like, oh, here, let me be done with diabetes, but then go back and eat cake. Go back and eat, no. And then the funny thing, because a lot of people don't even really know, because a lot of people who are a diabetic, you have all the people that come up, why are you eating that? Why are you eating that? Why are you eating that sugar? Why are you eating that? And then they'll hand me a sandwich, and they don't realize bread got sugar in it too. So you've got to learn that there's more to that process than what you think, all right? That God is trying to teach you something that once you get what you want, you can really be a live witness to God because it doesn't come and it doesn't go. I've had numbers that um, that went very, very low. And then I even didn't even really know. I remember one time I was devastated because my numbers had got to a point that I hadn't didn't have to take any insulin or anything. And then when I got the uh, infection and I got to the hospital, my numbers was up to 500. And I was devastated because I worked so hard I didn't, I was so devastated, I just cried out to God, I just knew that something was wrong, I wasn't doing what was right, God, you didn't hear me, I did everything you told me to do, and look, here, here it is. But I didn't even know that as they came in to explain to me, that pain will allow, allow your um, sugar to go up as much pain as you're in, I did not know that. And I think it was David that came that, David came that morning to pray when I was in the hospital, but I was up in my my uh, faith and everything, but as he began to pray, and, and that was said to me, I was, see, there was a piece of knowledge I didn't know. And let me tell you, there's an area in your walk of faith, there's a piece of knowledge that you don't know. And that you need to keep searching more than just what I told you, the road. I want you to deliver. I want you to that long road, but God needs to see you as you're going down the road. It's going to be time that's so many different you are going to be We have to get all wisdom from God. Now, when you hear when I first started and I said that um, when God's time catches up to his word, everybody went, hmm, let me show you something. So, in Isaiah 9 and 6, it says this. Prophetic word is about you. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. At this time, the Jewish people were born through all. They were, you know, being held under the Romans. 
government at this time when this pathetic word came, can you imagine? Right on us, God was telling them, there's going to be a coming. It doesn't say it's going to be wearing timbers, timbers, It does not say that. Can you imagine, though, the hope that's in their spirit as they are, are, are constantly enslaved and under the burden of the Romans? Can you imagine the hope that's there? Spurred up in their heart when Isaiah the prophet comes and says, For unto us a child is born. Can you imagine that? Can, can you imagine the hope that they grab? But could you imagine that they were thinking, Where is he? When is he coming? Where, who, who's going to have him? Do you know that it was 760 years after this prophetic word? 760 years after this prophetic word. Seven hundred and sixty years where the, the persecution, the, the, the oppression was keeping on, keeping on, keeping on, keeping on uh, over their lives. Seven hundred now you done heard this right here, but you're waiting. I mean, okay, maybe maybe okay. I'm gonna you know, say, okay, at least nine months from now you gotta have nine months to have a baby. So at least nine months from now, my Savior's coming. A year, two years, three years, hundred years, two hundred years, which lets you know that some of them didn't even get to see it. These are the kind of things that God wants us to look when we're allowing the enemy to steal our faith. He wants us to look at what he's doing and how he's doing it instead of, it's 750 years. And you know why? Because he had to come at a perfect time. He had to come at a time when they were speaking to him. He had to come according to how the prophetic word would say he would be born in Bethlehem. All in the Old Testament is told how he was going to be born, where he was going to be born. And 750 years later, it happens just like it was prophesied. He came at the right, appropriate time. He came when it was a mature time that then to receive Christ. It says in Galatians 4 and 5, For when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman. This is from the prophecy that was 750 years before. But when the fullness of time has come, God sent forth with his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of friends. So what he said, it came to pass. So that let me know that it doesn't rest on you. That my faith can't rest on you. That my faith has to stand that if he said it, that settles it. If he said it, that settles it. My other part of looking at that was Isaiah didn't even get to see it. He prophesied something that he didn't see. And this morning when I was in the prayer room, that came to my mind. I said, God, you told me a lot of things. You told me things about my children. Isaiah didn't even get to see it. What is that? 
the only God that can see it in the spirit. He saw, and God, what He lets you see in the spirit, don't let go of it, God. There are things that God has shown you. They'll be here because of something God showed. Johnny and Diane, how long ago, Johnny, when did you show you that? You and Diane, before it happened, how long? You had our name a long time. Okay, how long? 23 years. And I remember them telling me they already had Debbie's name. They, I mean, if y'all ever, if their whole story one day is you just hear the face walk that blows my mind, I'd look back at a on earth face walk. Okay? You guys, not only did, and I sometimes go, can I just tell them that little piece of Okay. Diane was praying, and when she was pregnant, you guys, she felt the baby moving, and she the baby moving, she didn't make it work. And we were in the service, and I felt the baby
that when we put our hands, our lives, and our situations in God's hands, there is perfect. It's just not some random, you're just going through just for God to go, you're going through it. There's purpose, and the purpose is bigger than you. Lord, we see that some of us me to be a to you. Your will, I'll do. And it's not about just for my comfort. It's that God wants to show his glory. It's so much bigger than little old me. Okay? So much bigger than you. God wants to do something so much greater. Time includes the process. Think about Noah. God's telling him it's going to rain. It has never, ever rained. And God said it's going to rain. What's going it hasn't even rained, and God tells them to build an ark on dry ground, and we talk about that. This rain didn't come in two days after the Lord said, this rain, he had to build this ark while people are laughing at him, our people are like mocking him, but he has to keep on building it according to what God said to build it, first of all, build it exactly how God tells then God tells them to put some animals up in the in the boat with it. I'm just saying from our mental thoughts, all right? God tells them to do And all this has to be done by faith. And not one moment while they're laughing at him and talking to him and saying, yeah, right, there's no rain. Where's the rain? Where's the rain? I don't even know if they went, where's the rain? Because I haven't seen no rain, so I don't know if they went, where's the rain? Or where's the rain? They didn't know which way it was coming because they hadn't even been there before. In the midst, and that's what Diane had to do. In the midst of people like you don't have a baby. In the midst of when, 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 they had to stand flat. Confirmation or validation from men. That's the thing about time, because we're so busy saying, oh, Mother Hubbard, what time is it? Y'all remember that? Instead of God, what time is it? We're waiting for man to tell us, to validate us, to, to, believe, to believe in us. To believe, I want man to believe it. Sometimes we get so excited with a miracle or, or something God has shown us that we, we can get embarrassed when it doesn't happen when we think it's supposed to happen and we take it personal. But God doesn't want us to take it personal. God said, if I said it, you just stand on it. I, I love that scripture that says, and I will not put you to shame. I will not. That's what God said. I will not put you to shame. The only person that gets shame is that when the enemy comes and says, look how long that's been. That's been a really long time. You really think that's going to happen? How? What? Ten years? You still going through? We let the enemy talk, talk us out of being steadfast, unmovable, abounding in the word of the Lord. He built that ark, and God said it was going to rain. 
and God told him that him and his family would get on the ark, they would be saved. I mean, can you just imagine just walking in that? But can you imagine when the rain fell? Can you imagine? And that's why I said when God's word, his timing catches up with his word. His word says it's going to rain. Here's his word. But it didn't rain till all the way down here. And all the way in here, you've got to stay steadfast. You've got to honor. You've got to do what God says. But can you imagine the joy when, when finally the timing catches up with his word? His word cannot lie. But there's a process in the timing. God had to get the, the boat had to be ready. The people had to be ready. Noah and his family had to get ready. And there was a process that wasn't alakasim. Boom, ark. Boom, rain. It was not like that. There's a process because God is getting everybody ready. There's a process to mature what God is going to do. We get here by the way of there. Do you understand that? I get here by the way of here. I had to go through all this to be ready for this. To be ready for this. I need somebody because I, I, I know the frustration. I'm so tired of being nauseated. What do I need to do to get there? Okay, but to get ready for, see, all I'm thinking about is being out of discomfort. God got something way, Selena, I got something way greater than that. I, I have a process that you're going to be able to tell people about the process that I took you through. Because everybody's going to go through a process somewhere in your life, somewhere in restoration or healing. You're going to go through a process. You're going to go through a time warp that seems like, oh, my God, how long, how long, when? And there's always going to be somebody that's going to be able to say, you know what? Just get through the process. It's greater than what you think. It's greater than what you know. God has something so much bigger. He has to, the process, understand, has obstacles that come in the way, delays that come in the way, interference. And this is what God told me. Sometimes I can think about other people's interference, David, but then God told me, sometimes it's your interference. Sometimes it's your interference. You stop moving. You stop doing. You, you, he has to, you know, like if I'm walking along, walking along, and I, my faith is high, my faith is high, my faith is high, and then there's just some days this, stu- this stuff gets to me, and I just don't want to move. I just don't want to do. I don't want to continue to walk. I just, I just want to just sit there. I just, oh, leave me alone, leave me alone. Well, now God has to what? Stir that faith back up in me. Yes. So sometimes it's not just just interference from people. It's interference from myself. And just think about the woman in the Bible, um, Jacob's mom. She heard the prophecy that Jacob was going to come out. And, and even though he was the last baby, that Jacob was going to, you know, be the one. But, but she got so scared that she made up her own plan that Esau, you know, Esau would fool his father. Am I saying the right one? Isaac. 
Isaac. Isaac and Esau, right? Okay, so Esau, why are you shaking your head? Jacob and Esau. I'm looking at, at um, Peter. Okay, Jacob and Esau. Y'all know the story. If you don't, please go look up the story. The story is Jacob and Esau and Isaac. But in the story, she wanted her son to get what God had said that he was going to get. And instead of waiting on God to do what God said he was going to do, she makes up her own plan. So she interrupts what God was going to do. And there was a delay in the plan that could have been happening right here. But because she put herself in it, now they had to go through a whole other journey. Think about the people that came out of Egypt where it says it would only took them really 40 days, but it took them 40 years. 40 years over something that only took 40 days because God had to get the Egypt out of them. He had to get their mindset right. He had to get them war ready. It's a process. The proper time includes a process. God gave me this GPS analogy that when I'm riding with my husband and we're riding down the street and he's looking to see where we're going and he's looking to see. So, I mean, God just wanted you guys to have the analogy so that time would just help you guys. We're going down the street and we're supposed to be, let's say, in, in Seattle. And it might say to Pastor David says, it says that we would get to Seattle in an hour and 45 minutes. But due to traffic, due to an accident, due to delays, we won't get there for, to, for another, till you know, like two hours and, and, and 15 minutes. Well, that's how God sees the road that God sees what he's told you, but he also sees the road that you're on. And he also sees the delays. And he also sees the things that you need to get. He also sees, you know, the days that you, you give up. He also sees all of that down that road. And so you're saying it should be done today. But God is already seeing that there's delays. There's maturation. There's things that you need to grow in. There's things that you need to know him better. And so you think I should be there this done tomorrow and God is saying due to delays due to lack of faith due to interference this will be done in five years that didn't make me feel good but I'm so glad he told me it didn't make me feel good because you know what none of us want to know think that we have anything to do with what's stopping the process. Sometimes I don't like to take responsibility for me. I just got to do it. God said there's a responsibility. There's a responsibility in all of us to do the word. In the fullness of time means that we've done the fullness of the word. And God wants us to do that in the process. Not to, this morning, I, I'm praying that this is conviction, not condemnation. Because at first, I was like, you know, because I'm sure I'm doing everything. And God is saying, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Let me teach you. That's why he calls us to the word. Not just a word so I can give to you, but a word that I can eat and I can grow and, and I can get to maturation much more quicker in, in finding a word that's for me than find a word that's for you, right? 
Sometimes we go to the word for our brothers, our fathers, our husbands. But God is saying, find a word for you that will get you to match to the maturest, you know, the maturing of you so that I can give you what you need. God's timing this morning, I stand flat-footed according to the word of God. God's timing is perfect. And this is something God wants us to get in our mind. God's timing is perfect. And my life is in his hands. When we say, God, why, when, when, why, then we're saying that my life's not in your hands. If we really believe that God's, our life is in God's hands, God said, Linda, if you believe that, that your life is in my hands, then you know when is when I get through. When I get through. When I get through teaching you. When I get through using you. Sometimes he's using us. When I get through using you. In Ecclesiastes 3 and 11 it says, He has made everything, everything, absolutely everything beautiful in its time. He also has planted eternity in men's heart and minds. A divinely implanted sense of purpose. Working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. Yet so that man cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. God doesn't have to give us his time schedule. All we're supposed to do is have faith. That he said it. I believe it. That settles it. In 2 Peter 3 and 9, it says, The Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow. See, why I'm saying that is that we have to combat what the enemy says with the word. When the enemy is saying, what's taking so long? Why is it so long? I've got to come back with the Lord said he is not tardy. Come on. The Lord said he, he is not tardy. He, he does not delay and he is not slow. I got to come back. It is written so that my spirit man can grab what the Lord has says and begin to respond out of the word instead of responding out of despair. The Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about what he promises according to some people's conception of slowness. But he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient. And this is what got me is sometimes I think I'm, you know, the patient one waiting for the Lord. And the Lord goes, he has the most patience waiting for me. He has the most patience. He's extraordinary patient towards you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. The Message Bible says God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness. He is restraining himself. And listen to this. It's so beautiful. He is restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. In my prayer request, there's some changing that needs to go on in me. In my prayer request, there is some changing that needs to go on in me. Remember how God says we ask things, but sometimes we ask it in a miss. We ask it to, for ourselves, not for the glory of God. 
There's some changing that needs to go on in me. And I'm so thankful that God really hit me with that. Then it says in Psalms 41 and 3, after we're hearing this, and, and this morning it may seem like, I'm telling you, there's days I cry, there's days I've said when, there's days when I've said why. When, why, not just over my life, but your lives, my family life, when it seems like a long, long time. And God understands that, that in our flesh, that flesh is, what, what's going on, why? And David lets us know, he goes, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me, and this is what lets us know we don't have to feel guilty, because he said, he lifted me out of the pit of despair. Even David is letting us know, there's just some things going on in my life that put me in the pit of despair. But God knows that we're there. He said, you make your bed in hell, I'll be there. No matter where you're at, just call on my name. I will come and lift you up out of there. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. On this road that seems so long, sometimes I, I just not walking so steady. Sometimes I feel like I'm barely crawling. But God, as I would cry out to the Lord, he lets me know that he will come along and he, he understands my flesh, the cry of my flesh. But just remember to call on the Lord. And he said he will steady you. He will make you to be able to walk steady. And then I love this. He has given me a new song to sing. Sometimes I have a misery song, but he has given me a new song, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. Look at right here. Right here, I've had some miserable songs, but I just keep on going. Even if I have to crawl, even if I have to cry, even if I have to stop, even if I have to put my head down, I keep on going. I keep on going. I keep on going. But look, when God's timing meets up with his word, then something happens. I am delivered. And what happens is, is because I kept on going, it says many will see what he has done. Many who saw me here and saw me here and saw me here and saw me like this. Many, when they see me done and whole and through what God has done, they will be amazed. Not amazed at me, David, but they'll be amazed at God. And it said, because I kept on walking, they will put their trust in God. That's what the purpose is all about. That's what it's all about, is to keep believing, keep walking, keep believing, keep trusting that don't mean you're laughing all the time. That doesn't mean you're skipping down the walkway. That doesn't mean any of that outside show. It means everything about an inside no. That I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on going. Even if I'm crawling and itching, I'm going to keep on going. Till I get to what God has showed me. And then many will see. Oh, they're talking about me now. If her God was so good, why is she doing that? If her God is a healer, why is she still there? If her God 
blesses her family. Why are they going through so much? But I'm keeping on going. I'm keeping on going. I'm keeping on going. And when I get here, many will be amazed because they saw all the trials. They saw all the tears. They saw all the fall down and get up. They saw it all. But when they see what God has done, many will be amazed. Many will be amazed. So I'm telling you right now, some of y'all want restoration in your family. But you say, how's there restoration in my family? She wants a divorce. Some of you want restoration in your children. Say, how can there be restoration in my children? My children don't even want to serve God. They don't want to even come to church. But the word has been spoken over your children, spoken over your family, spoken over your health, spoken over your mind. I'm telling you today that God wants you to stand on that word. God wants you to stand on that word. And he says when his timing, when his timing, not yours, when his timing meets up to the word that has been spoken over your life, many will be amazed and they will trust in the Lord. I said many will be amazed and they will trust in the Lord. This morning as we stand, we have promises that are yet to be seen in our life manifest it in our life don't you dare give up don't you dare let go just keep on moving just keep on you guys we don't there's so many things in the bible one but we don't really have to look in the bible now y'all know what I'm saying I'm saying because if we look around I just look at one I look at back here Praying, wanting to see one in the house of the Lord. Things didn't always seem like that was ever going to happen. But God would say, keep on praying. Keep on calling out to him in the night. Keep on doing what I said do. I watched his wife. Keep on doing what God... Even though it don't always look like what you think. We want people to come skipping in once we said, God save them. We want them to come running in saying, I want to be saved. But there's a process. Thank God you went through the process. Because many have saw. And many are amazed. And many do trust in God because of the journey that they have seen him go through. Lorena. Many have seen. Many have heard. Can I be a witness to you? Many seen in my life. Many people heard in my life. And many people would not even think that I would be up here today. But I kept on. Hold on. Trust God. Believe what he's showing you. He will bring you out a winner at the finishing line. I said he will bring you out a winner at the finishing line. And it may not look so right here. But by the time that word catches up to where you're at, boom. God has done something miraculous. Something that will praise and give him glory. We are his witnesses. Who are his witnesses in the earth? We. Ajene, Corey, his witnesses in the earth. Oh, you might have some struggles here and there, but I'm telling you, just keep on, keep it on. 
Keep on keeping on. No matter how it looks, keep on keeping on. That's what I would tell Juan all the time. Keep on, Juan. I don't care what you're doing. People, I would say, I don't care if you're swinging from a flagpole naked. Make it to the house of the Lord. Keep on keeping on. All right, all right. No matter what people see or what they think, it's God who changes. It's God who delivers. It's God who will bring us out. It's God that will make us a miraculous story out of a messy one. It's God who will give you a message in the middle of mess. It's God. God. When God's time catches up to his word, it's amazing. It's amazing. Scott, it's amazing. God says he's a healer, Scott. When his time catches up to his word, Scott, come on, allow his time to catch up to his word. All you got to do is keep walking, keep believing, keep obeying, keep trusting, keep doing what God tells you to do. Allow his time to catch up while he is in a process working on you, the whole man. Allow him to work on the whole man. In the fullness of time. This morning, if you're standing here and there's something that you're praying for, you just need more strength to wait. They that wait on the Lord. They that wait. Come on, they that wait upon the Lord. He shall renew your strength. You shall mount up. Come on. Today, God is saying, if you want to wait, remember when you go to a restaurant, waiting is not just sitting there going, when Lord, when Lord, when Lord, when Lord, you're just sitting. That's not what a waiter does. A waiter attends to. And God is saying, they that wait, who attends to the Lord, attends to his word, attends to his direction. Attend to what he is telling you to do. God said, they that wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Lord, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for these that have come to the altar right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray right now for the strength to wait upon you, oh God. They're just not waiting in vain, oh God. But they're waiting and knowing that, God, when you're finished, you promise that you will make all things pure gold when you get finished. Oh God, but we have to go through the process. Oh Lord, let us not abandon the process, God. Let us not abandon the process. Work on me, Lord. Work on me, God, and allow me to do the work that you called me to do. Oh Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so thankful this morning that you showed us over and over as we read your word that your word is truth. Your word is life. Your word comes to pass. And God, in the name of Jesus, those things that you have told us, those things that we are trusting you for, God, we stand in belief. We abandon all lack of faith right now in the name of Jesus. We stand in faith, believing in the fullness of time. It shall surely come to pass. And so, God, that's why I can praise you in spite of the pain. That's why I can praise you in spite of of the time, God, because I know it shall come to pass. My praise is not because of the here and now. My praise is based on faith in what you say you're doing. 
God, I believe that you are our God that cannot lie. And so I praise you in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we worship you. And with our last breath, God, we will be still worshiping you. God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. This morning, if there's anyone here and you haven't given your heart to the Lord, or given your life to the Lord, this morning, that's the first start, is to give your life. I give my life to you. He's the only one that can clean our life up, direct our life, heal our life, deliver our life. This morning, if you haven't given your life to him, you just step out your seat and come up and we will pray with you. If you've been wounded and this morning God just called you back to the house of the Lord and you've been wounded in your faith, this morning God calls you home and says, come home and I've been waiting for you. Come home. It doesn't matter how long you've been away. It doesn't matter how many times you've went away. God just loves us so much. As long as we are breathing, come on, we can come home. And I always say to myself, you can come home because the lights are always on and the door is never locked. God is always waiting for his children to come home as long as we are breathing. If you don't have a church home, Living Faith Center, we open up the doors of this church We invite you to come and be a part of this body as we grow in Christ. That's what we're all doing. We're just growing. We're just coming, and we're coming to grow together. We're not a perfect church, but we sure enough serve a perfect God who is perfecting all of us. These invitations we give this morning and at any time, just like you said, as long as you are breath in your body, you can accept this invitation. You can accept it on the way out the door. You can accept it in your car. You can call from your home. Come on. As long as you have breath in your body, you can accept the invitation. So we thank God for everybody that's here this morning. We thank God for this word. And I pray that in this word it would give us, as it did me at the end, it gave me so much more about God's timing and and my part in the timing. Not just God's part, but my part in the timing. Oh, it spurred me on to realize that there's a process going on in me and, and God is preparing me for what he wants to give me. And I just, I just want to submit myself so that when I get it, I can keep it. I want to be able to keep it and be glorified. It's not just a glory to God to get a miracle and then lose it. It's a glory to God to get a miracle and keep it. And so I I just want that part, to be able to keep a healing, to be able to keep a deliverance, to be able to keep my restoration, because God has done a total work in me. And so this morning I pray over our whole congregation that God would do the total, complete work in us, not just to make us well, but to make us whole, whole in mind. Thank you, Jesus. We give ourselves totally away to you, God. Forgive us, God, when we're just so upset with you, God. Oh, God, we thank you for your long-suffering and your patience with us. Oh, God, remind us that you love us. 
And no matter what that slew foot lying demon says, you absolutely love us. And whatever you're doing, because my life is in your hand, whatever is going on in my life, God, it had to be filtered through you first. And God, that you are enabling me to do what is needed to do in this season for your purpose, for your purpose, for your purpose in Jesus' name. This morning, as Kay is standing here, you guys, let's point our hands toward Kay. This is Kay's last Sunday. And God, how blessed we've been that God would allow us to have Kay. I'm just, I just love Kay so much. God has allowed us to have such an awesome worshiper. Y'all, we ain't going to forget our worship, right? Kay on the front row. Kay worshiping. I'm not going to forget our worship. I'm not going to forget her readiness to minister. You know, some people, they don't have to be called a minister to minister. Because I mean, I'm saying some people, but really that's the real de- deal. We don't have to be called a minister to minister. But I've watched her when people are on the altar or, or crying or she is so quick to go and begin to put her arms around them and to, to minister. Amen. And that is such an honorable thing. The Lord gets such pleasure over that. As you leave this place, I just want you to take that with you. And know that you always have a family. You always have a family. No matter wherever you go, you always have a family. You belong here. (laughs) You belong here. And we love you so much. Let's put our hands and we're going to have Pastor David pray for her. I'm just, I feel like God really didn't put anything specifically on my mind, like the subject or anything like that. But he gave me a clear mind this morning. So um, I feel like my message is just like, let it flow. You know, when you have a, a clear mind, you don't always need a plan or you don't always need to uh, prepare a speech for something. You just have to make sure that you just let it flow, you know. It's been a it's been a long, <laughs> long, long journey, especially with Ajane. Like she brought me to this church. You know, I've been here for five years. And I'm about to I'm about to leave for real. You know. <laughs> but um I wanna make sure that my message that just been running through my head over there is just stay by the fire and it's so funny that she, you know, brung up or excuse me, passed her had brought up about having a straight path, you know, manif- ma- making sure that you always manifest and what you believe in. And that made me think about keeping your feet by the fire, stand by the fire, because when, when you're on fire, you're always going to be moving, you know. And make sure when you move, you don't, you know, you don't take any steps out of bounds because you don't want to, just because you're moving doesn't mean that you're getting things done. You know, you want to, in the military, it might be cliche, move with a purpose, you know, but really, really move with a purpose because you might find your purpose, something that you just love, and you find your purpose, like you said, something that you've been working for, so hard for. When you get to that 
final destination. It might look so seen now, it may not be familiar to you, but in the midst of you working and going towards your goals and working with a purpose, you're gonna always achieve, you're gonna come on the other side. And this obstacle that's in the middle of that, that's just a test to see if you can handle, because like you said, once you ask for forgiveness, once you ask for peace, strength, once you ask for happiness, you also ask for trials and tribulations to make sure you can handle those things. And the reason why you always have to wait for God to align and make sure that you work on his time and make sure that you do the process is because, like you said, he always keeps his promise, you know. He's always going to be waiting for you. He's always going to lift your name up as long as you keep his name lifted up. He's always going to put you first, you know, as long as you put him first, so that's all. And I appreciate you guys for this long journey, five years. I've really, I've really grown. I've <laughs> seen a lot of you growing. I've seen people come and go in this church and, you know, and where I've been working at in no carpet period. And I've, it's been a journey for me. And I appreciate it. It's not going to be the last y'all see me, of course. But. Amen. Let's just reach our hands toward Thank you, Lord Jesus, this child of God. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just stand with you right now, God, as we lift up your daughter before you, God. Lord, you know the journey ahead. Just as the, the word has let us know this morning, God, you know every obstacle, every up and down, every victory. Lord, and we just pray right now, God, that you just continue to give Kay the fortitude, Lord, to continue the journey in spite of those things that may come. Lord, in spite of the challenges or, that are ahead, Lord, we pray victory over her life, God. Lord, as you just continue to have your way, Lord God, as she continues to just stay close to the fire, even as she said it herself, Lord, that you would just move, Lord, open doors and make ways, God. Let your hand be upon her and keep her, Lord. Let her light, Lord, continue to shine as you continue to grow her in you, Lord, and use her according to your plan, your purpose, and your will, God. We thank you for the time, God, that we've been able to walk together. Lord, and we look forward to the journey when we will meet again. So we thank you right now for today, God, and we just pray blessings over her in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. Oh, we're going to turn it over. Amen. To Jessica. Amen. Giving Statement of Faith. At Living Faith Christian, we believe, according to the Bible, that tithing is an act of worship. It's an expression of the heart that we trust God with our finances, whatever our financial situation may be. We give back to God the first 10% of all our income to assist in the preservation of the church. Being generous in tithing and offering is the standard of the righteous. Through the grace of giving, we cheerfully support the work of the kingdom, spreading the good news, reaching the lost, and helping those in need. We live to give and love to give. The only announcement we have is we have Wednesday night Bible study. We have it in here in the house, and then we have Zoom, and it's at 6.30 p.m., from 6.30 to 8 p.m. We'll go ahead and conclude with prayer. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the word that was taught today. And we just thank you, Lord, that you are our shepherd and that not only do you provide for us financially, which we are very grateful for, but we thank you for providing us with our daily bread. You know the exact bread that we each needed to eat today. And I pray that um, you would just help us, Holy Spirit, to continue to um, nourish ourselves from the bread that was provided today. Father, we pray for the tithes and offering, Lord, that anyone that may be struggling to give for whatever reason, that it would just cause them to um, draw near to you and to seek your help, to seek your revelation and your wisdom and why you have instructed us to give, Father. We thank you for every faithful tithe there and every faithful person that um, does the offering. We thank you, God, for how you have faithfully provided for nearly 30 years you have provided in Living Faith Christian Center. We thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for giving us the ability to gain wealth. We thank you, Jesus, for just blessing us to be able to be a blessing to this kingdom, to this church. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Just real quick, just wanted to announce that. This evening, we're going to be going and they're having an All Saints Conference over at House of Prayer. Amen. It starts at 5 o'clock. Amen. Prayer at 4.30. Amen. So if you'd like to join us over there for a time of worship, amen, you're more than welcome to come. Also, a quick announcement for the men. Amen. I'll be looking for some men on Monday the 7th to help move our stuff from one location to the other, getting out of the big storage into a a uh, more affordable one because we went over there in September and took a bunch of stuff out of that storage to reduce the cost and we went and talked to them okay what's the new price and to our surprise they didn't reduce the cost but they increased the cost it went from a little over $400 to over $600 so I said nope I know what we'll do We'll just pull everything out of there and put it in a spot that'll only cost us one hundred and sixty dollars. So that's what we're going to be doing. Amen. God bless you. On November the seventh, that's the only day we could get in to get everything picked up and out of there. So I try to stay off of Mondays, but that's the only day they had available. Yes. Amen. Amen. We'll take all the help we can get.
online giving, please use the Givenify app or through our website at LFCC. I stand on the word of God. 